Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole circle thing go. Help me, keep the thing move. We not out. Let's go.
starting to step up, you know, that he might move up the ranks. I mean, I know they got Scantling and some of those other guys that really do well, but better keep an eye on Lazard. That boy playing his ass off. But um, as far as somebody who didn't play well, which um, everybody saw this game too, is uh, my man over there, for the quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, he looked like garbage um, against Lamar Kansas City Chiefs. Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, all this I said last year, you know, I thought last year they were going to catch up with him. But you going up against a good team, a quality team, a quality opponent that has a great defense. Um, and if you're planning on doing all that stupid running, you know, to try to win a football game, you at some point you're going to have to pass. Because if the run gets stopped, you're going to have to pass. And if you don't pass enough, then, you know, you're, you're going to be one-dimensional. And Kansas City made him look very, very – I think Kansas City kind of put that blueprint out there for him to how to stop the Ravens. Um, and the defense was wore out because Kansas City was putting them long, sustained drives on there. And, you know, once they got up by a couple of touchdowns, the Ravens couldn't keep up. So, Lamar Jackson looked like – he didn't look like the MVP he was last year. And, and you going against quality opponents, you got to be – you got to play your A game, and he definitely did not play it. Yeah, he was 15 of 28, 97 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, but he did have a fumble, and he got sacked four times. Now, he had 83 yards rushing, but 97 yards passing is not going to get it. Eminem, who stood out for you that wasn't an eagle? That wasn't an eagle? Oh, man, this is pretty, uh, pretty easy, man. St. Nick. With the Chicago Bears, this man uh, got put in the third quarter and start just making that offense roll. And uh, now the Bears always had a respectable defense the last couple of years, so I think they done found that magic in in in, in uh, Nick. So if he keep that up, man, I don't. Um, I think the Bears gonna be. One of those unexpected, you know, every year it's always somebody that kind of do something unexpected. Don't necessarily mean they'll make the Super Bowl, nothing like that. But, uh, but I think this is uh, really gave them that jolt they needed because Trebinsky, you know, sometimes uh, these guys that get picked high in the draft and all that, and if they don't, you know, and y'all don't heard me say this plenty of times on on uh, on different shows or whatever. I believe in old school quarterback and where the guy come in and you ride that pine before you start unless it's something like uh, the situation with the Chargers is a little bit different. But, you know, ride that pine and, and learn a little bit. But Trebinsky was one of the ones that, you know, they hurry up and got him out there and and uh, and he, it, the stage was just a little bit too big for him. I mean, so Garbage. he didn't have a lot of college experience, but they still, you know, put a lot of uh, stock in his potential. And I didn't understand that either because uh, usually it's just like, well, potential don't really go that that route with uh, the quarterback position. Maybe if it's a receiver or if a guy just ridiculous and runs something like a, a low 4-2-4-1, so you're saying, well, shit, you know, if he can develop any kind of way where we can always, you know, use him a certain way, but that quarterback is a little bit different. They, You know, they did that shit with Matt Liner. They drafted him high, and he really didn't have a lot of uh, uh, not Matt Leonard, uh, the butt farmer dude, uh, Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez. Sanchez. Sanchez didn't have, but uh, he didn't have a lot of experience at USC, you know, as a starter. But you know, they was talking about all this, talking about all that, and you see what happened to him. So, so uh, now the Bears got, you know, uh, foes, you know, well. If he keeps it up, because like I say, I done seen the the best of foes, and I done seen foes with other teams, and what he did with the Bears remind us, remind me of how he kind of looked with us. So, so I think they own this something. Now, as far as I was uh, disappointed, um, well, just a lot of people that kind of played bad Sunday, but I, I really, I'm I'm going to say uh, Drew Brees. I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but now he's playing some of the stuff he's doing. He actually looked like a guy that's 40 now. So, um, you know, uh, 
he's he's been great for so long and all that, but I, I watched the game and some of those little outs he could make with his eyes closed. A lot of his passes was off, stuff was falling short, and this wasn't the, you know the first week I was saying okay nobody it really didn't matter because we didn't have a preseason nobody had a preseason. Second week okay everybody got to get in rhythm and stuff like that, and then it was kind of like well. You know, Michael Thomas being out do make a difference, but Michael Thomas not with the Saints is not like DeAndre Hopkins not with uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, Breeze undid it, uh, did things even before Thomas came, and he never really just leaned on him like that. It was because the way Sean Payton put together their game plan, you know, they can hurt you in so many different ways. It's hard to just zero in on one player. They they was doing it with uh, Jimmy Graham. They did it with Darren Sproles. They, they did it with uh, – with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mar- uh, damn! Wow, he came out of Hostra. That's that uh, number twelve. What's that receiver they had? Uh, Marcus Colston. Colston, Colston they did it with Colston all them years. So he's proven to do it with multiple players, but now he just looked like uh, he looked like you know this. This is going to be his last year. I mean, if he's smart. I mean, because he doesn't look the same at all. Uh, taking okay. nothing away from Green Bay, but uh, a lot of what happened on defense with Green Bay had nothing to do with so much the great defensive play of Green Bay. It was just like you know, uh, Breeze. Uh, he was way he was way off from what he used to be. All right. 29 of 36 for 288, three touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked twice, had a 127.8 rating. But the numbers don't always tell the story. He did a lot of Dan right, and Duncan. Right. A lot of that was, was Alvin Kamara taking off and getting loose. Um, he had 13 catches. But um, as far as who I thought had the most impressive weekend, um, and I'm, he may have been the guy picked last week, I don't remember, uh, but it's Russell Wilson again, man. Russell Wilson, 27 of 40, 315 yards and five touchdowns. Should have been six. Um, and he had 22 right, yards rushing, 130.7 rating. And Russell just that dude, man. I mean, he's – I got to give him his props. And as far as who I thought played poorly, and Eminem mentioned him earlier, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, he was 13 of 22, 128 yards, a touchdown, interception, two sacks, 71.8 rating. He had a 45-yard run. I didn't see that. But, um, I mean, this is a guy that got drafted number two overall ahead of – he got picked ahead of Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm like, you're the Darko Milicic of the NFL, man. Remember when Darko Milicic got picked by um, Detroit over Carmelo Anthony? You're right. <laughs> and and I, I think Darko Milicic probably has about 25 more career points than I do in the NBA. And so this um, this is just bad for Chicago. He's not going to be re-signed. I wouldn't even want him on a bench anywhere, to be honest with you. I just do not see the upside and Mitch Trubisky. Maybe he'll be all right if he goes somewhere and rides the bench like Gino. Uh, uh, what's my name? Smith. What's my boy's yeah, name? Smith. Yeah, Gino yeah, Smith. Man, he say, got it made. Yeah, I almost said Gino Toretta, thinking about the University yeah. of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about the Gino Toretta. <laughs> well, yeah, Gino yeah. Smith got it made, man. I mean, that's what you want. Okay. That, that's the – if you can ride the bench behind a quarterback that, that's smart and tough and never get hurt, man, you can make that money for a long time, you know. Because clearly it's a lot better have than, an NFL career worth nothing. Right, right. Oh. It's a lot better than being um, at Walmart, I tell you mm-hmm. that. And uh, not that. that I'm hating on people from Walmart. I got Walmart listeners to my podcast. A shout out to all of y'all <laughs> working hard for us. <laughs> all right, so. As far as members of our teams that stood out, I'll go first on this one. What member of the Cowboys, my favorite team, stood out to me this weekend? And once again, probably for the third week in a row, it's going to be Alden Smith. Alden Smith had 
um, a pass deflected. He had three sacks. Uh, he had four quarterback hits, two tackles for a loss. Alden Smith, for somebody that sat out for like four years, don't look like he's missed a beat, man. I'm wondering if this guy could have kept his head on straight and stayed in the league, how many career sacks he would have right now. This dude might have had a extra scary, 75 cause sacks. Man, because he's playing ball. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as the, the member of my team I'm most disappointed with, got to be Jerry Jones, the owner. Jerry Jones, why have you not signed Earl Thomas or Eric Reed or anybody? I, I take Ed Reed at this point at 48 years old. Anybody that can play safety, anybody that can play safety that has a name, we are getting destroyed behind behind the um, front seven. And I also got to say, Eric uh, Jerry Jones, um, man, when you signed Demarcus Lawrence. Man, I don't know. You might have well taken that money and thrown it across the street. You would have had enough. You would have had more fun watching that money disappear when cars rolled down the street, running over it, than what you gave to Demarcus Lawrence. This dude had two tackles, no quarterback pressures. Um, I don't think he's gotten anywhere near a sack this year. Let me think. Does he have a sack this year? No, he doesn't have a sack this year. In three so. games. In three games, he has five solo tackles, uh, no tackles for a loss, no quarterback hits. All right, and I'm like, man, what are you doing? I like my boy. Right, how can you not have a quarterback hit? hit? Because I mean, in today's offenses, I mean, they're passing so much, so it, it ain't like you just got to play the run all day. <laughs> right. So how in the world can you have a not have a quarterback hit, and now you're making all this money, and it's the third game of the season, and you're nowhere near a sack. Even when you go to the grocery store, they don't even give you a sack to put your food in. They give you a box. You ain't nowhere near a sack. Golly. I mean, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. The pocket's too heavy. You got too much money in them. That's what it is. Man, that, that has to be the case, man. Because he can't get off the yep. line of scrimmage at all. This is like you know what you know what the Seattle did to, to keep him away from the quarterback. They took a broom and leaned the broom against his forehead and, and kept him crossing the line of scrimmage. That's yep. how we can play. When the so, pocket's heavy, for right, money, you don't you don't play as well. Some people. I, I'm done. I'm so. done. Eminem, who did it for your team and who needs to do better? Okay, uh, I'm I'm kind of this week I'm sort of in a tie with the ones who impressed me. Well, first it was uh, Greg Ward and uh, our receiver that was okay. part of that reject crew. That, uh, yeah, he had some. Uh, Think about it, he was sure-handed and he had some good clutch hands first type uh, catches, and then. Um, the guy that I predicted to win the uh, the Russian title, Miles Sanders, like I say, you know, we just got to give him the damn ball. But, I mean, Miles Sanders is – he would have had – he didn't quite get 100 yards, I don't think, Sunday, but he would have probably had 150 yards and he would have got about six or seven more carries because it was, it was moments in the first quarter where he got like eight, 11 yards like back-to-back, you know. And then, then my disappointment for the second week, Wentz uh, being careless with the football and doing it at the wrong time. The first one was early in the game, on literally on the first drive, and that really just kind of put a damper, sort of. Then we got it back going again, and then he did it again. Um, so, and then it was another one that we lucked out on where he was uh, careless with the ball, but we recovered it was a, it was a fumble so i'm just saying like these are things you you can't you 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 can't get mad at with the criticism that's going on when you are labeled as being a up and coming top tier get ready to take the torch type uh quarterback when 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 brady and everybody else is gone and you are having turnovers in multiple ways three consecutive weeks you know that 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 I said it last week. You know you got all the intangibles, but that's got to change. 
the defense was was uh, was a lot better, especially uh, from the linebacker position. And then we got numerous pressures. Um, of course, Burrow don't know how to read certain things yet, but uh, so the a lot of the uh, defensive line was looking like how we did, you know, the last couple seasons actually. So uh, very very disappointed with uh, the injury Dallas Goddard had. It's a fractured ankle, but you know, with 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 this and 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 the possibility, you never know what's going to happen with COVID. So I I don't want to say he out for the season, but it's a it's about fifty fifty in my opinion. He probably out for the season. Yeah, that's unfortunate right there. And Carson Wentz was twenty nine for forty seven, two hundred and twenty five yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, sacked three times. Had 65 yards rushing and a touchdown. A touchdown that tied the game. Um, but it wasn't one of his best performances as he was outperformed by Joe Burrows. Miles Sanders had 18 carries for 95 yards. So he was right at 100 yards. And, Buck, what about the Steelers, man? Who looked good for you all and who needs to step up? <clears throat> well, Eric Ebron, to me, really looked good. He, he led the Steelers in receptions. It's good to see the tight ends. Um, McDonald also had a few catches as well. The tight ends for the Steelers really stepped up. Um, James Conner also did well, um, another 100-yard rushing game. But as far as stepping up for the um, who needs to improve, this week three. So um, the laps in the laps in game by the defense. Um, that's something that I mean I know that's something that we've kind of been plagued with over the years. That hasn't been so bad as of late. But I, I just want to see the defense play better. Um, it's, they just have to play better um, and keep teams from getting close. I mean, we've been winning all our games so far, but, you know, when we get in the meat of the schedule, you know, I don't want to see the laps in game. So um, I was impressed. You know, Big Ben's still looking good, but um, I was just glad to see the tight ends get in the game and, and play, play well, so. And, uh, hey, man, has is, is Juju mm-hmm. been lifting weights in the offseason? Because I was like, damn, he looked bigger than what he did last year. Um, all the players, uh, there was a lot of players came into camp just swole this year. Um, in fact, he did one of those, um, you know, one of those same kind of um, poses that um, my boy over there in Seattle did when he, oh, he, he came make into camp. the league. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, and he, he really, really, he did a lot of videos during the offseason. He's he's swole. He got he got that washboard, um, abs and all that kind of stuff. He really did a, and so so does uh, Johnson too. Um, those guys really worked hard during the off season. If you should have seen James Conner during the off season, he was swole all up too. In fact, on that same video, it was Juju and Conner on the on the uh, on that video there that they put out on um, Twitter, and it was nuts. It went crazy. Um, both of them boys swole up. So, um, yeah, he is much thicker than he was last year. And he's harder to yeah, bring down as a result of it, too. Yeah, because I've seen um, – uh, I can't remember who y'all was playing. I think this was the first game of the year. And somebody fumbled, and, man, he he was heads he up and jumped and on it. it. But he really just walked his way and got the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. And that's what made me notice it like that. Like I was just like, damn, he it's, it's just me. Or he like he bigger than what he was last year. Yep. All right. Eric Ebron, uh, five catches, fifty-two yards, and a touchdown. He he has been doing his thing, so he's got to be happy with that. And so, well, speaking of the the Steelers, Buck, the the game between the Steelers and the Titans has been postponed until either Monday or Tuesday because three of the players and five staff members of the Titans have tested positive uh, for COVID, even though they're asymptomatic. Uh, How do you think that's going to affect the team, man? I mean, you kind of don't know when you're going to play right now. And um, let's see, this game is going to be – where is this game going to be? In Tennessee. In Tennessee. So I don't know when you are planning on actually traveling out there, but how do you think that's going to affect the team's preparation? Well, it just depends on how long, you know, 
it really depends on how long he's got, you know, the the, the positive test. You know, you, once you get you get asymptomatic or whatever, you know, you get to pass two straight tests before you're cleared. So it just depends on, you know, I guess they're going to wait 24, 48 hours or 72 hours or whatever, um, and then, you know, see if you pass two tests. Um you know, that's you know, I'm just going off of that particular deal because that's what they did in NASCAR. So, um, for Jimmy Johnson and for um Austin Dill. So you just gonna have to, you know, wait wait till the results come back, see what happens and the game probably be on Tuesday. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But it, it I think the preparation stays the same. If anything, it's gonna kinda it'll give us a short week next week. But um, you know, it'd be a prime time game for us and you know how the Steelers play when they come when it comes to prime time, so you know, we Yeah, don't I was going to mention the sh- the short week. M and M if they um have to play on Tuesday, they gotta turn around and have a one o'clock one o'clock Eastern game against Philadelphia um on Sunday. So should they move that game back a day or I mean you think they'll be all right going Tuesday to Sunday? Well, I mean, um I, I want to see them go ahead and play because, like I say, we need at this point we need any kind of little advantage we can get. So only for those reasons. But if it wasn't for that, I would like, yeah, you know, it's only fair to put a seven days between it because it's not like a Thursday night game, and you come into the season knowing that you got a, you know, a short week, long week scenario. But with this stuff, it's different, man. You never, you never know, and it really. It affects younger teams, but now in the Steelers' case, damn man, with with a season bet like Ben, and you know, anytime you reach over thirty-five, an uh, extra day to rest, uh, get off your feet, or something like that, shit, that's only helping them. So, um, so it definitely gonna work in their advantage, but but uh, against us, like I say, I, I think the game should stay Sunday, and like I say, it's for. Selfish reasons, <laughs> just to try to get a, 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 a maybe catch them off guard with some kind of fatigue or whatever. But uh, until we can get our shit together, so. Um, but I, I don't think the NFL is going to okay. really go about doing a lot of changing because I think that's going to eventually throw the whole NFL calendar off if they adjusted everybody's games based on that. All right. It's gonna keep happening. It's gonna keep happening. I mean, we ain't seen shit. Oh yet. yeah, it's gonna happen again <laughs> for sure. Yeah, then it's you're gonna have gonna these people again. talking about this, these asterisk champions. But I'm like, yeah, but hey, you don't know what it's gonna plan out to and, be. To see the right names ain't got nothing yet. <laughs> and you know, then with the Las Vegas Raiders, they got into um, a little trouble because they broke COVID-19 protocol by appearing at an indoor charity event on Monday night. With, and a lot of them didn't have masks on, including quarterback David Carr. And uh, they, he said that they had a few moments where they took the mask off where people can see their face, faces and all that stuff. But the NFL has been talking about if people don't, if teams don't take this more seriously, they're, they're talking about taking draft picks or, or suspending players. I mean, and what do you feel about that, Eminem? Well, um in theory, it sounds extreme, but the reality is they don't have a bubble like the NBA, and you know a lot of revenue is already being lost because of uh, you know the uh, the attendance thing. So Goodell is backed on backed in the corner, and so is ownership. Where it's like, well, listen, guys, you know we already losing money from uh, you know. Uh, not having, you know, the live fans and the concession sales and all that. But I'd be damned if these jokers get out here and start going buck wild and we have to mess around and throw the whole season off and, and lose big money TV games and shit like that. So that's, that's you know, that's extreme. Now, the draft pick thing, ah, man, I, I don't know. Because I, I always felt that if you find somebody right, you ain't got to take no draft picks. You know, yeah, you might say, Hey, I'm making plenty of money. This fine right here ain't gonna bother me. But yeah, if you don't want to see that shit every week, though, it's gonna start adding up. 
But they they're gonna have they 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 but they have to they have to do something to drive the point because like nobody can stop this 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 virus. Uh, anybody can still get the virus, but the but the ownership of the teams have to relay the message to the coaches and players that listen. We have to make sure that if we can't play or have to alter the schedule at all. It can't be because of something we did. That's that's what they have to understand, you know, because okay. you, you you remember this early in the year, hell, just at some little in-home celebration that uh that Dagnam had, boy, that that was all over everything like a bomb had dropped. So could you imagine something like right. that happening, and a whole two weeks have to get moved? And they got y'all taking pictures. You already in Las Vegas, so you you know. Shit, ain't no telling what went on that night, and it don't mean nobody got anything. But that's what Goodell is trying to drive home to the ownership to get really get on their coaches and players about. It's like, look, we have to look like a unified front against this shit. Now, we can have our personal thoughts on it. It ain't real. It ain't going to affect nobody, but bump that. If we tell these people that we can't play, we have to make sure that it's nothing we did that's popping up saying, oh, see there, see there? That's how that happened. So, But you know what, though? If you go to a party in Vegas and the only thing you get is COVID, you did all right. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Wake up in the morning looking like a Ken doll. You're right. You be like, boy, you're all like, right, shit. <laughs> you like, damn. It's like, damn, hold on. I know I was supposed to have two down. And I got three. What's this? A big knot? Where did this shit come from? <laughs> All right. So the week three top performers: Patrick Mahomes, thirty-one of forty-two, three eighty-five, and four touchdowns. Um, rookie receiver Justin Jefferson, who I believe is the son of Van Jefferson, who used to play in the NFL with the Patriots. I think um, he has seven catches, one hundred and seventy-five yards, and a touchdown for the Vikings. And Dalvin Cook earned his money with 181 yards on 22 carries and a touchdown with the Vikings as well. And so let's look to next week and see how things are shaking up. And we will start with the game tomorrow. And, Buck, I will ask you because, I mean, I'm going to watch the game because I like football and all, but this game does not sound very appealing. Buck, Denver at the New York Jets. Who you got? Well, you give me these garbage-ass games, don't you? Because you like the way I talk about them. Uh, like last week's game, I'm going I'm to I'm say it again. If you got if you, your wife, your significant other, um, you might want to go to the mall or go, go out if you can, social distance, get you some pizza or something because this game – okay, anyway um, – <laughs> I don't know who to pick in this game because they both suck. Um, and I say, say that bold, italicized, italicized, in quotation marks, underline, in bold, whatever you want to say. They suck. Um, I damn sure ain't picking the Jets. So it's, I'm going to say Denver Broncos and one. And you remember last week I said that the Eagles were going to tie. I think it was the Eagles I said were going to tie. And, and, and no, no, tie. you were saying Miami and uh, Jacksonville were going to oh, tie, yeah, but Miami, we, still, yeah. we still ended up with a title, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm going to say the Denver Broncos, they do for a win, even though they banged up and got people opting out and all that shit, but they ain't as bad as the damn Jets. The Jets just straight-ass garbage. You might want to call them the New York Sessions at this point, but I'm going to have to go with the Broncos and one. Yeah, they coach ain't nothing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Eminem. Try to Baltimore. tell everybody. Right. Baltimore at Washington. Ooh, man. Wow. You're talking about uh, a team that uh, got something to, a point to prove. But what better way to prove it than on a Division four, four? So, shit, Baltimore, man. All right. Buck, Arizona at Carolina. Uh, I, I have no faith in anything Carolina doing right now. You know, it's going to take them a little while to kind of get – I mean, I, 
you know, and the injuries they have, and then a quarterback that, you know, took a job that he really shouldn't have taken. But, you know, he was chasing that money. He should have stayed in New Orleans. But uh, Arizona's on fire, dude. Um, you know, they they got some weapons. And uh, they're looking pretty good. So I'm going to have to go with Arizona, Arizona in a massive upset. I'm going to say, like, 21. that's my 21 pick of the week. All right. And Eminem, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Ooh, 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 ooh. Wow. That's a garbage game. Cincinnati fresh off a tie, but they're going to lose. So, it's, it's going to be an L this week. So, Jacksonville. Okay. All right. Buck, the New Orleans Saints versus the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Uh, I have no faith in what yeah, – after watching Drew Brees last week and that dink and dunk stuff, I know yeah, if he's got any any gas left in the tank, you know, he he has to he has to prove himself against Detroit because Detroit, you know, they still trying to find things. But I can say one thing: Matthew Stafford was looking pretty good last week, and you know how the New Orleans Saints play outside the dome. So I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put get this out on a limb here. I'm going with Detroit on this one. I'm going to Detroit and upset over New Orleans. All right, Eminem, Minnesota at Houston. Okay, uh, I mean, Minnesota got a win last week, and, you know, Cook got off, but that ain't going to keep happening like that because Kirk Cousins still is not really playing well. If um, if Watson just get a little more protection, I mean, even without Hopkins, they still should be able to beat a team this, this year's Viking team. So I'm going to take Houston to finally get them a win. All right. And Buck, the Chargers at Tampa Bay. Wow. Well, as of late, uh, there's been some, you know, Drew, I mean, not Drew Brees, but uh, Brady has actually been looking fairly decent. Um, He's been kind of stepping up, but he's also been playing Rudy Poop teams. So, um, you know, will it continue? I mean, maybe they're trying to jail. I don't know. But in any event, um, the Chargers have been in some games this year. You know, they, they it's just that, you know, they, they just – I don't think they win. I don't know what their record is, and I don't think anybody really gives a shit. So, um, Tampa Bay in a runaway. All right. Eminem, Seattle at Miami. They got to make that cross-country trip. <laughs> Man, uh, I tell you what, they might well go ahead and get. They might well go ahead and give uh, get ready to get Russell his first MVP. I'm not picking against that dude, man. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Seattle and and DK Metcalf, man. I mean, the the, the homie got to just you know not get too excited, but shit, you know, man, they they are building chemistry like crazy, so. Uh, and that, that's making the whole team just kind of play up to higher standards because they really not that good on defense this year. But Russ playing so good that people's not even talking about that. So, but uh, Miami coming off a win on Jacksonville, but you know, but going up against the Minshew is not going up against uh, Russell. So he might go ahead and get that that six on the ass this week. <laughs> All right, but. Pittsburgh at Tennessee whenever they play. This this is going to be a, a statement game for us in the first quarter of the season. We've gone three and zero. We came back from a, you know we were behind half of the game this past week um, and came back and got that dub. Um, Tennessee is going to be a good test for us. Uh, we've been pretty defense has been pretty stingy against the run. Um, we got a good good opportunity here to go 4 and 0 the first quarter of the year. So I'm I, I know Johnson going going to get his but I got to go with, I got to go with my my Steelers man. They really playing well so I'm going with a, I'm going with my boys. All right. Eminem Indianapolis at Chicago. <laughs> no, 
Now, before last week, I would say Indianapolis got a chance, but nah, St. Nick with a defense, I know what that looked like, so I'm going with the Bears on that one. The Bears. All right, Cleveland at Dallas actually scares me because I feel like Baker Mayfield's been playing halfway decent, and he might be able to put up some numbers against our DBs. But um, I got to hope that Cleveland is Cleveland more than Dallas is Dallas. So I'm going to go with Dallas to kind of get things going again and get ready to go on this three-game winning streak, starting with Cleveland. All right. Well, you got the Giants at the L.A. Rams. Uh, Rams. I don't even need to go no further than that. All right. Eminem. New England at Kansas City. 3.30 start. This is going to be a heck of a game because um, one thing about it, one one strategy that always works against any quarterback, I don't care who it is, is a strong running game that keeps their ass on the sideline and Belichick is going to be focused on picking up first downs and keeping Mahomes contained on the sideline. And we watched him do it years ago in the early stages of Brady's career whenever they played Indianapolis. That's why they always had Indianapolis' number. He would slow the game down and let Teddy Bruschi and uh, McGinnis and them just kind of, uh, you know, stay fresh. And when they started, you know, uh, when they have to come out on defense, they stay fresh because Belichick was going to always ensure that we're not going to get a bunch of three and outs and let um, Manning get into a rhythm. He's going to do the same thing with Mahomes. The only difference is is that they can strike so much quicker than than uh, than, than Manning as far as just the speed of how they strike. So to keep them contained like that the whole game, that's going to be hard to imagine. And Kansas City is starting to look a lot better on special teams. Uh, and I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Uh, so I'm going to edge it out to Kansas City. But I think other than that Chargers game, I don't know if it will be as tough as that Chargers game, but I watched that game. And I think if Belichick uh, has taken a page out of that book, I'm looking at maybe a three-point game. In the Chiefs' favor. I'm not going to pick pick against the Chiefs, but I, I think it's going to be a real tough game because I already know what Belichick going to do. They're going to ride that damn clock. I mean, Mahomes going to be just itching over there to get on the field, but he's ass ain't going to be able to do it because they're going to be steady getting first down. All right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see a lot of quarterback draws coming from Cam Newton this weekend. And yeah, and Buck, Sonny Michelle starting to warm up too, so that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got Buffalo at Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Buffalo's been playing some really, really good ball. Um, and they they look like they're going to be the division champions, you know, even though you, you really can't count against New England. But Buffalo playing some really good football. Um, I just don't think the Raiders have enough to um, – it'll be a decent game early, but I think Buffalo's going to go ahead and pull the thing out you know, maybe in the third, end of the third, first of the fourth quarter. So I'm going to have to go with the Bills over the Raiders. All right. Eminem, Sunday night football. Philadelphia goes to San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco, no Mozart, no Garoppolo. Uh, now, I never picked against the Eagles before on these prediction shows. And so, because of that, I'm not picking against them. Uh, we should hopefully <laughs> be able to beat who I don't even know who the backup is in San Francisco. So, uh, uh, no Moses, no Garoppolo. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. We 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 should be able to. Uh, we we'll we'll be able to get that one because I'm thinking one of these weeks we Wentz ain't gonna have these damn turnovers, and. If he don't have turnovers and his confidence builds up, I mean, dude going to be playing lights out like always. So it's hard to believe that he's going to go the first quarter of the season with consistent turnovers like that. So that can't be possible. So, yeah, we're looking to uh, get back in tie and be in the hunt again 
in first place, tied for first place after Sunday. So, yeah, Eagles. Eagles by 10. All right. Yeah, if is a big word. If the Cowboys didn't have any turnovers, we'd be 3-0, and we would have scored 60 points a game. Man, y'all offense is looking like a machine. It just mm. – Man, what that you, defense is – What happened to your number one receiver? That, that defense is looking like a Model T forward, though. Yeah, it is. All right, so, but Monday Night Football, the uh, upstart Atlanta Falcons, I don't know how Dan Quinn still has a job. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. Against the Packers? Man, the Packers going to blow them boys clean off the damn planet. I mean, I, I have Dan Quinn should have been fired before he got to the locker room last week. So, for him to even have a, for him to even have a fucking job this week, it's just ridiculous. So I'm I'm definitely going with the Packers too. And even if Atlanta got up by 35 points, the Packers are gonna come back and win the game. So Packers, Packers, Packers. All right. And well, we know Atlanta gonna have the lead. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> boy, if Atlanta boy, but they only played three quarters like they do in hockey. Atlanta be undefeated. Yep. Okay. So yep. um. Looking at some of the upcoming milestones that may happen this week, Derek Carr is one touchdown away from 150 passing touchdowns. Uh, let's see. Tom Brady needs three touchdowns to get to 550. And Ben Roethlisberger needs, well, I'm going to say he needs four touchdowns to move into seventh place, but seventh place is Aaron Rodgers, so that number is going to change. <laughs> Especially if Aaron Rodgers playing the Falcons. Phillip Rivers has 400 touchdowns. Now he's joined the 400 touchdown club. And uh, let's see if there are any rushing milestones that are coming up. I was about, just about to ask you about Frank Gore. And well, Cam Newton is 45 yards away from 5,000 rushing yards. Uh, Frank Gore needs. 1,236 yards to pass Walter Payton. I do not see him doing that this year. Nah. Nah, he, I do not. He, he's, not getting the ball in, he's not uh, getting the ball enough. Adrian Peterson needs 845 yards to pass Barry Sanders. I think he'll get that. Who is he playing wow. for now? I didn't know he was that close to Barry. 800 yards? Okay. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. He get, yeah. And they're giving him the ball, too. Yeah. So, that's where we're looking. Let's see. Russian touchdowns. Uh, nothing significant with that. And reception. Let's see. Larry Fitzgerald, needs, Larry Fitzgerald needs 10 to get to 1,400. So, he's 10 away from 1,400. DeAndre Hopkins is 36 away from 700, so he's on his way. Um, and despite all of that, even if Larry Fitzgerald gets to 1,400, he will still be 150 away from Jerry Rice. So he would have to play another season and a half to, to catch Jerry Rice. Boy, that well, so you know what, though? I, I, I thought his career was going to end. But uh, he he probably will play a couple more years now that uh, Hopkins over there. Yeah, that's a possibility. All right, for receiving yards, Jason Witten needs 18 yards to get to 13,000. So that's doable. DeAndre yeah, he'll do Hopkins that needs <laughs> right. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins needs 42 yards to get to 9,000. He'll do that Sunday. Jimmy yeah. Graham. And Emmanuel Sanders are both 20 yards or less to 8,000. And Rob Gronkowski is 80 yards away from 8,000. So, Hey, but Larry Fitzgerald gets another 5,700 yards. He can pass Jerry Rice. <laughs> nah, that one ain't going to happen. 5,700 yards. Nah, that ain't yards. That's crazy, man. Yeah. God, Jerry Patterson. And, and, and what's and what's crazy is think about 
what Jerry's numbers would have been if he was in the era where everybody was was uh, running wide open offenses. Because people yeah. forget Roger Craig, Roger Craig, and and uh, Tom Raffin was a big part of the the offense for you forever, man. It's like when when Jerry passes. And I forgot about him. And, and see, that's the thing. It's just like it wasn't like they would just study passing. He just made the best of it. <laughs> yeah, he just he was just didn't have too many targets to go to, to get dropped. And Rob Gronkowski needs one touchdown for eighty. Jimmy Graham needs three touchdowns to reach eighty. I didn't know he had that many. I didn't either. Um, Julio Julio Jones is three away from sixty. And Odell Beckham is one away from fifty. Yeah, it might be it might be five games before he get that one. Cleveland's so inconsistent. Yeah. So Terrell Sub is T Sizzle still playing with Baltimore? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah, he was with uh no, he was with Arizona, Arizona Tennessee or somewhere. Arizona, I think. He went to Arizona, and then he went to Kansas City. He actually got a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs. Kansas City, that's right. That's right. That's right. He sure did. I don't think he's playing now, though. I don't think. I think yeah, he's I don't a free agent at the moment. Yeah, I don't right, think he's right. anybody I, I, I think the Chiefs are He's one sack away from 140, but uh, I don't think he's yeah playing for anybody. J.J. Watt, Watt is two away from 100. Chandler Jones what, is sack? three away from 100. Yeah, sack. Yeah, sack. And Calais Campbell is one. Calais Campbell is one away from 90. Cameron Jordan is three away from 90. And so, Aaron Donald just hit 75. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and dude ain't been playing for what four years or something like that. Um, four, I think. 2014. Okay, okay. So this is season number seven for him. Shoot, doggone Fletcher Cox only needs one to get to 50. And a defensive tackle, man, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's real good for a defensive tackle. So, yeah, he's not far at all. All right. He looks like a defensive tackle. Right. Uh, let's see. Joe Hayden and Marcus Peters need two interceptions to get to 30. And that's really all on the interception front. Ain't nobody threatening that leaderboard no kind of way. So, all right, fellas, a couple of notes. And Serena Williams has withdrawn from the French Open an hour before her second round match. She um, hurt her Achilles. Um, in the U.S. Open, and she hasn't had time to heal. And so she's going to have to shut it down for the rest of the year and give it a try, I guess, in the Australian Open come next year at her chance of trying to tie Margaret Court's 24 majors. So Serena Williams had to shut that thing down. Uh, The Tyson Fury... Deontay Wilder three fight has been... will be moved. It was scheduled for December 19th, but because of all the COVID postponements and things of that nature, college football has five conference championships on that day, and the NFL has two games on that day. So they decided they don't want to compete, and they're going to move the fight, but they don't have a new date for it yet. And tell me this is not the strangest thing you ever heard of. WNBA Candace Parker of the L.A. Sparks won Defensive Player of the Year, but she did not make the first or second all-defensive team. Wow. Ain't no way. How is that That's possible? Bullshit. That's some bullshit right there. That's what happens when you have two oh, different groups it. voting on awards. Now, how can you see yeah, – well, What they went by, name recognition? Because I'm like, damn. You make Defensive Player of the Year and you don't even make the Second team, all defense. The second teams? team, right? Seemed like she would have made that on her name alone. But. So, who does the official voting? I don't know, but it's two different groups. That make any sense to me? 
I mean, maybe one usually, media, one one coaches. I don't know. Yeah, because even 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 when something is controversial, usually it's not so far off the mark like that. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I think you got to throw that whole defensive team away. And all right, so the NBA Finals is ongoing right now. Uh, either you recording it. I don't want to spoil it for you if you are or anything. No, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just gonna catch it where, okay. where, where we leave off. I'm gonna jump in it. <laughs> yeah, right now um, the Lakers are ahead, 51 to 43, five and a half minutes left in the second quarter. So I'm at it, the Heat had jumped out to about a 13 point lead, and um, then they kind of started slipping, and the Lakers started getting some easy baskets. And uh, running fast breaks and all that stuff. So, but but how do you like this series? Who do who how do you, who do you think is going to win this series and how many games? But which series? The NBA Finals. Um, yeah, the finals. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Lakers then snuck in there. You know, I don't like them, um, LeBron James <laughs> at all. Period. <laughs> Because uh, I just don't think, you know, you just don't have it. I mean, you know, but, um, you know, I got to go with my Lakers. I mean, I, I figure that, they, you know, since they made it this far, you know, they they might go ahead and they might go ahead and win this. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to say the Lakers in, in five. Um, I think they have the, they got the numbers. They got, oh, the, wow. they got the squad, I guess. Um, I, I really think that. You know they're they're playing well together as a group. They jailed well, and you know. Did, but you know Davis is really kind of stepping up. He's actually kind of he's outshining LeBron in a lot of ways. Um, he's not really playing with him. He's playing. You know, I think he's playing better than he is because he's putting up the point. You know, LeBron's so busy trying to pat his stats to make himself look great uh, instead of actually being great by actually playing. And, you know, showing up in the fourth quarter, like I've said so many fucking times. Um, so, um, but I think the rest, of the, the rest of the group is playing well. So, I got to go with them in five. All right. Eminem, what you say? Oh, man. I, I was I was right with the other series, uh, with the Lakers in five. Um, and like I told y'all, I don't pick against Rondo. So I'm gonna say the Lakers in five again, and um, like I say, I think LeBron's making a statement. Uh, it's not only just you know with dedicating the season to uh, Kobe, but I think it's a statement last year uh, from Giannis getting the MVP. Not that he didn't deserve it, but at the same time, a lot of people don't know what the definition of MVP is. It's not always the best player. Sometimes it happens like that. But when LeBron first got to the Lakers, it was like a light switch went off whenever he was hurt and when he when he's not on the court. And I'm glad to see, you know, Anthony Davis playing, starting to play into his star that, you know, that he was predicted to be coming out of uh, college. But, uh, but, but clearly – you know, everything is uh, predicated on LeBron James. So he's healthy. You know, um, one thing nobody can take away from him, whether you're a fan of him or not, is the fact that I've never seen somebody play at this level health-wise and stay consistent. I don't seen a lot of old players. But uh, other than maybe Kareem, usually it was a big drop-off once they got to a certain point. But uh, – but this dude is still arguably the you know the best player in the league you know in a lot of people's opinions. So, uh, but as far as this series go, I think this is a bad matchup for Miami. I think that the um, the uh, just it just it's just one of them things like where it's nothing that Miami is not doing because they're playing like they playing their butts off. But at the same time, it's like the 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 Lakers or the Nuggets or even the Rockets, if you look at the way the teams match up against each other, it's like it's too many mismatches. So that alone just, just kind of make me want to stay with the Lakers on that one. 
So, Lakers in five. All right. Y'all ain't giving the Heat any respect. I, I like the Miami Heat. Um, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, but I like mm-hmm. the Heat. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Lakers in six. I just, if LeBron <laughs> has to go back to LA, um, and, and losing this NBA Finals without facing the Clippers, folks are already gonna say you didn't face the Clippers or you didn't face. Boston, Toronto, or Milwaukee. So if he has to go back to L.A., losing to Miami with the whole Kobe Bryant thing over his head, man, he's going to – Skip Bayless is going to have a fit. And so um, I just don't think LeBron's going to let him lose, man. uh, Right now he has 5.7 assists. Anthony Davis leads all scores with 14 points. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler at 16. And Rajon Rondo is healthy. I'm telling you, you, never bet against Rondo, man. That dude's so underrated. He's a team guy. He's the guy. X factor. Yeah, he's the he X like factor, man. Ball. Rondo, he's not going to really score a lot of points, but he's going to score when you need him, and he's going to facilitate mm-hmm. that ball, man. He's, he's he's a solid player. He just And he's improved on his shooting a lot, too. So. And he's improved on his All attitude, right, so too, because he used to have a bad attitude. Yeah. You ain't kidding. He used to be flat out foolish. So, all right. So let's get ready to wrap this thing up. I got some who am I's to shut things down. Y'all ready? Damn. All right. I got to spin my title. All right. I am a five foot ten, one hundred and eighty five pound defensive back. Turned thirty seven years old today. Drafted in the first round in two thousand five by the Tennessee Titans out of West Virginia. Who am I? Pac-Man Jones. Adam Bernard Jones. Pac-Man. Pac-Man I am Jones. a five foot eleven, two hundred and thirty-seven pound running back. Forty-eight years old today. Drafted by the Dirty Birds in the seventh round in nineteen ninety-four out of Utah. Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson. Jamal Sharif Anderson. Beat. Damn it. I am a five foot ten, two hundred and twenty eight pound running back out of Auburn, drafted in the fourth round in oh, two thousand one by the Cincinnati oh. Bengals. Out of <laughs> I am forty yeah. years old. Who I who I mean you you said drafted by the who now? Cincinnati Bengals in the fourth round out of Auburn in two thousand and one. Played with Cincinnati for That's seven it, uh, years. Had three seasons where he went over 1,300 Corey yards. Dillon. Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. No. Dillon. No, Corey Dillon played in the 90s. He played in the 90s. That's right. Um, damn. Hold on, hold on. I know this one. He was named after a Cosby kid. Oh, what, what team did he go to after he left the Bengals? Detroit for one year. Damn. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking. Who I'm took Corey Dillon's place? He was named after Cosby Kid. Y'all go to the Cosby Kid name. Rudy? Pat Albert and the nah. Cosby Kid. <laughs> you laugh. I got to know this one. I can't miss running backs. I take pride on getting them right. Damn. Oh. Rudy Ali Johnson. Y'all forgot about Rudy Johnson? You said Rudy. You I, said I, I promise I forgot. You said, yeah. you said, I thought you said Rudy. I, I did you, say Rudy. I yeah. You Rudy. Yeah. You said Rudy. Don't get credit for first name. Not, not in this one. <laughs> All right, I am a six foot four, two hundred and thirty-one pound quarterback, fifty-seven years old, drafted in the sixth round in nineteen eighty-six by the Washington Redskins out of Washington State. Mark Rippon, Steve the Bird. Yeah, he knocked it out the park. Mark Robert Rippon, who ironically his nephew will be playing tomorrow, starting for the Denver Broncos. Brett Rippon will be the starting quarterback tomorrow. All right, last one. 
six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounds. Florida State, second round draft pick by the Cardinals in two thousand three. Who am I? What what position? Wide receiver. <laughs> he played on the other side of Larry Fitzgerald for years. Oh man! Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, then he played with Baltimore. I'm looking at his Ravens. face. Yeah, he played with the Ravens. Oh, damn, damn. man! Can't think of that fool name for Tough as hell. He played with his his yeah. his, his, uh, his jaw swipe. Uh, um, not both. 2003 uh, rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, three time Pro Bowler, one time Super Bowl champ, 2015 right. Man of the Year. I see this fool's face and I cannot call I'm, his damn man, name. I, I can't believe I can't call his name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's coming. This is ridiculous. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Right, Anquan yeah. Bolden. Damn it. Won the Super Bowl in, what, 2012 with the Ravens? Over mm-hmm. there with the Raiders. 49ers. And uh, Flacco threw that garbage-ass catch, and, and he jumped up and fingertipped it across the middle and brought yep. it down. And, and that kept that drive going. Yeah, Anquan Bolt is one of those guys, man, he has a ton of numbers, but he never made an all-pro, yep. you know. But, I mean, his numbers, 1,076 catches and almost 14,000 yards and 82 yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, but, but see, that's what happened yeah. to guys yeah. that play tough. With guys that play tough, they don't get the they don't play pretty, so they don't have the uh, the the, the, they, the when you wake up they don't have the ESPN highlights. Yeah, he has seven seasons over a thousand yards, two seasons over a hundred catches. Uh, yeah, if he got in, I wouldn't be mad at him. I wouldn't be mad yeah, at him. He block his ass so. Yep. Yeah. All right, fellas, so that's gonna do it for another edition of the very unsportsmanlike podcast. Get ready to shut this down and get in here and finish watching this finals game. But I appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We're going to do it again next week, except next week we're going to do it. um, Let's see. We might start at 8 p.m. Eastern time next week. Might start a little earlier than normal. We've got the vice president debate going on, and I'm assuming it's not going to be as bad as the presidential debate. But, I'm uh, sure hope it ain't. Yeah, I know. So. That was some bullshit All right, last night. Up. Eminem's already dropped off, so you've been listening to the right. Very Unsportsmanlike podcast, anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards, and hear more. Everyone enjoy the rest of your week. Peace out.